Hey everybody, do you guys enjoy what I do here on the podcast and do you enjoy listening and watching to what I do on YouTube as well? Maybe you're trying to think of a way to help support these projects and, and the content that I release. Well, I'm going to give you one idea to think about and that is Patreon. I'm not sure if you realize it, but Midgard Musings is available to become a patron uh, to on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings and you can help support what I do here on the podcast and across my other social media platforms for just as little as a dollar a month if you so choose, right? So if everybody who's listening and watching what I do pledge just $1 a month, that would help tremendously. There are other tier levels of support that you can choose on Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings and see what fits you over there. As always, thank you so much for your support. Let's get back to the podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, yes. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast, Random Heathen Ramblings, because I don't got a better name for it. Jesse over here at Midgard Musings, coming at you on all your favorite platforms, your podcast platforms. Hope you guys and gals are doing well out there in the, the whole wide world over there in Midgard, wherever you're streaming, listening from. Uh, let me know where you're listening from, as a matter of fact, and let me know how you're listening. Are you listening on Anchor? Are you listening on Podbeam? Are you listening on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts? Spotify seems to be the pretty popular one nowadays. A lot of people are catching their podcasts on Spotify, and I'm right out there in the whole mix. So wherever you're listening from, uh, thank you so much. Hope you guys and gals, like I said, are doing well. Uh, got kind of a fun episode lined up for us today tonight this morning wherever you, we are it's tonight for me on december the 8th um nothing too big planned necessarily but i do have something that i'm going to be sampling with all of you fine folks for the first time um and also going to talk about maybe introducing something that i used to do on my youtube channel with um, the Hovamal readings, the daily or not daily. Yeah, they, they kind of were there for a little while or, or uh, every other day, three days a week, uh, Hovamal readings, uh, words of wisdom. So we're going to, I think we're going to reintroduce that, but we're going to do it here. Uh, the video format thing, it was just too much for me to, you know, believe it or not, it takes more to to, to edit and put in and take time and post edit to put a video up that's, you know, five, six minutes long than it is for me to sit here and just talk, kind of naturally talk. So I think we're going to do the, the Hovamall thing uh, again, but we're going to do it here uh, on the podcast. So it's going to be a part of the ramblings, the random heathen ramblings. So a um, couple cool things I want to announce. Um, 
first of all, always, 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 please, if you have not yet, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's Midgard Musings on YouTube. It costs you nothing. Everywhere in the world has access to YouTube. So if you're listening to this right now and you are not a subscriber, what are you what, what are you doing? Like, what are you waiting for? You waiting for uh, for Yule to come around? My birthday's already passed. So there's literally nothing else for you to do than to, to go over there and subscribe. It costs you nothing, and it does mean a lot to to me and, uh, and getting the channel to grow. So, um, another cool thing is um, you'll be hearing from you'll be hearing from me later on in between the podcast about checking out my merchandise on Teespring. All of that information is going to be after we take a short break, but. I got new merchandise up, new designs on merchandise. They're all still, you know, I got, you know, t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, all that kind of stuff. But we got new designs. Oh, yes. New logo on t-shirts, the Midgard Musings Bind Rune um, is on t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, onesies for babies, sizes for um, men, women, children, toddlers, you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh, sweatshirts, long sleeve T-shirts, just everything. You'll he- you'll hear more about that and, and where to find you know all that stuff um, later on in the podcast from Teespring or on Teespring, but they're out there. Uh, so definitely pick yourself up some awesome Midgard Musings merchandise. Okay. Um. I think that's about all I had to to announce right now before we get into this. What I wanted to do with everybody, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about how much I enjoy scotch and stuff on my podcast. I've had it mentioned on the um, YouTube channel when I live stream over there on the YouTube channel. I've mentioned it a few times here on the podcast. So guess what we are doing today? That's right. We are going to be tasting a scotch that I've never had before and it's nothing um, nothing outrageous uh, in, in terms of a price point and as a matter of fact if anybody out there who's a scotch drinker knows anything about this um, you can't stop me because obviously by the time this is out it's already going to be more you're going to have tasted it but um, the Ardmore the Ardmore a Highland single malt um, so of course I prefer single malts. I figure if I, you know, I'm going to be putting any money down on uh, whiskey, then I want a good single malt, and I want to try all the different single malts. That's just kind of my that's kind of my thing. Um, so this one here, this is a Highland single malt. There are different varieties of single malt Scotch whiskeys. Um, you got your Highland varieties, Speysides, Lowlands, uh, Islays, which are my favorite. I do love a good Islay, and I like that the most. Um, but the reason why I picked up this one, this this particular one, first of all, I thought, you know, for the price point that it was in, it was actually lower in price than I have seen for a lot of good single malts. It doesn't say on here the age of it. Um, and I'm trying 
to see if I can find any, you know, because a lot of your, uh, a lot of your single malts are, are at least a 10 or 12 year. Some of them, you know, you got eight, 15 and above. This one doesn't have anything on here. Um, let's see. Um, so I'm looking on their, on their website, ardmorewhiskey.com, and that's whiskey with no E, okay? So it's W-H-I-S-K-Y, okay? Um, <laughs> and they want you to put in, they want you to put in your date of birth before you, can you believe that? They want you to put in your date of birth before you sign into their website. Okay, so what am I looking at here? It just says the Ardmore. Here it is. No, not Triple Wood. Legacy. Legacy. Where is Legacy? This is the Ardmore Legacy. Oh, okay. So a couple of their other ones that I'm seeing on their website. By the way, never tried this before. First time ever trying it with all of these. So I'm trying to find out how it says non-chilled, filtered, and aged for 12 years. But I can't determine that that's accurate or not. So, possibly, possibly this is a 12-year single malt. But anywho, let me read to you that uh, on this label, it is the Ardmore Legacy, lightly heated. Okay, now there's the key. That's the reason why I got this single malt tonight because I saw it was a Highland and it's lightly peated. So that piqued my interest a bit. An Islay single malt is not a true Islay unless it's from the Isle of Islay. So. This is obviously not a true Islay. However, it's saying that it's lightly peated, which is a signature uh, flavor and a signature to Islay's, Islay single malts. Islay's specifically are peated. So this single malt is claiming to be lightly peated, light and sweet with unique Highland peat slash smoky notes. Um, it is a unique expression of the Ardmore, a marriage of peated and unpeated single malt whiskey. Hmm. The front of the label says that it is a complex process to yield an astounding result. That smoothly peated yet perfectly balanced liquid that is the Ardmore. Traditionally crafted in the Scottish Highlands, the Ardmore distillery has been watched over by a family of rare eagles since 1898. That's cool. And this is a place and indeed a process that brings man, might, and metal together in a celebration of the raw power of nature. Alright, so you've got me you've got me hook, line, and sinker, Ardmore. Let's see what you got. Um, it is a high it is a Highland, as I mentioned a number of times before, and it's a product of Scotland. Glasgow. Beam Suntory UK. 
the taste that they're telling us that it's going to be is light, silky peat smoke and creamy vanilla balanced with sweet honey and spice. See, doesn't that just get you excited? I don't know. It gets me excited. It gets my gears turning. It gets my motor running. It gets the blood flowing in all the right places. So, light, silky peat smoke and creamy vanilla balanced with sweet honey and spice. Yes, please. Okay. It's a, what is this? It's an 80 proof, right? So 40%, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Okay. So let's open it up. I'm going to pop this cork in front of all of you. You can't tell because you can't see, but the crate, no, not the crate, but the, the thing that the bottle comes in. What do they call this thing? All right, here we go. There's the bottle. All right. It's a very pretty color, very pretty amber color. I don't know if you're gonna pick up on that. Yeah, get some ASMR action going on here, guys and gals. The branding is cool too because it talks about these rare eagles that watch over. So it's got this map of where. Uh, in Scotland, this is located with like this gold eagle on the label. So, the Ardmore, Scotch whiskey lovers, sounds pretty high end, man. Sounds like it's gonna be good for the price that I paid. If it is, I will be pleasantly surprised because it is a lower price point than I was uh, expecting, and usually don't go this low for, for single malts. But here we go. Here's the here's the cork. The uncorking, all right? Let's see if we can pick up on this from the microphone. Can you guys pick up on this? Well, that was rather lackluster. I was expecting to have a little bit more to it. Um, let's try that again. Already popped it open, but... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is what it is. Giving it a whiff. Okay. Okay. All right. So, let's uh, let's get one thing. Let's get one thing right off the bat. That peat, that smoky. Man, if you were to tell me, if you were to blindfold me and pop this cork in front of me, and ask me what kind of scotch this is, I tell you it was an Islay. Now I don't claim to be a expert when it comes to identifying scotches, but the peat, the smokiness of this scotch comes forth in the nose right away. Okay, so um, I'm going to pour myself some of this. So whatever you guys are doing right now, wherever you are, if it's drinking time, pour yourself a little, a shot of something. Okay. Beautiful. Hope you guys heard that because that was, that's like music to my ears. Delicious music to my ears. Now, um, one thing that I don't do with single malts, regardless of the price point, is I do not add water or ice. I always drink my single malts neat. Okay. Now, some scotch drinkers will, um, just getting more of a after pouring it out after it's gotten a chance to breathe let me tell you the the, the nose 
comes out forth on the nose is different in the glass after the air has gotten to it. It's different in the glass than it is in the bottle. Isn't that amazing? I'm, I've, I've had this happen before. Now, that sounded good. I've had this happen before with other single malts. Yeah, it tastes completely different than it uh, from inside the bottle than it does in the glass. Look, I'm salivating over here. I'm going to have a friggin' puddle of spit on my floor. Because this has just got me salivating so bad. I want to... Man. Anywho, that's that's crazy, though. So I'm not picking up so much on the peat notes in the glass as I am from the bottle. So anyway, what I was saying before is I always drink my scotches neat. Some scotch drinkers will be like, well, you know, to get a, a, a full appreciation of it, you need a little, little bit of water to bring some of the... You know, just a splash of water or... or one ice cube or something to help, you know, get that flavor to, to release. Well, that may be true. I don't know. I haven't tried. I haven't I haven't gotten that kind of experience. I haven't gone to like a formal uh, whiskey tasting thing. I haven't. I've only ever, ever experienced and enjoyed my single malts. Neat. All right. So here we go. The Ardmore. Allegedly 12 years aged single malt. From the Highland region, lightly peated. Let me see what this bad boy tastes like. Hmm. Well, that's nice. That is definitely one that I will... Um, you know, I like to... I like to try different things. I'm letting it just kind of breathe right now rolled it around a little bit in my mouth let it let it do its thing there are some scotches when I when I when I find them that um, sorry guys I'm just I'm embracing this whole thing I really like it you can't tell I really like it um but there are some scotches that when I when I pick them up, when I try them, I'm like, you know what? It's good. It's all right. It's, you know, but it's not. It's nothing great. And I'm not gonna buy it again. I'm not gonna keep it on my rotation. There are some other ones though that I like them so much, that I like them so much, that I will buy them again and again when I have the opportunity. Right. Um, this is one of those ones where. I would not mind keeping this in my rotation regularly. Um, you definitely do get the light peatiness, right? It doesn't. It doesn't like punch you in the face. Yeah, there, there are there are some eyelays. There are some single malt eyelays that really just pow, you know, let you know, hey, I'm a smoky one, I'm a peaty one, and I'm here to party. Not that eyelays are a party drink, but it's a, uh, you know, they're here to. Make themselves known. This one is very subtle. And the peat, believe it or not, comes through, for me at least, um, on the back end, on the finish. Like when I exhale, it's like I'm exhaling a cigar, in a, in a, that kind of thing, right? Um, the spice and the sweetness are straight up front on the, on the palate. Um, and a little bit on the nose. 
you, you do get some of that spicy, those spicy notes on the nose uh, from the glass. Definitely, definitely. Like if you were to pour the Ardmore in a glass and then keep some in a bottle, and you were to have me smell what's in the bottle versus in the glass, I would think that I was smelling two different whiskeys. Um, very, very nice. Um, I am not upset at all about this purchase. And, you know, which is great because, first of all, nobody likes to nobody likes to spend money on something that they've never tried before and turns out to be a bad purchase. You know, you're like, oh, I just wasted that money and now I got to deal with it gotta put up with it this is not one of those times this is not a, re, a, a regretful purchase i can say that if anything i am quite proud of myself actually i was standing there i was standing there at the liquor store like i do trying to figure out what in the world i was going for right that i want to get my normal you know bottom shelf clan mcgregor stuff that that's you know which is funny right because if you if, if anybody who knows scotches knows what clan mcgregor is and then you hear me talking about my my appreciation and my love for single malt they're gonna be like this ain't even the same guy this isn't the same person who's talking like he's you know ron burgundy over here but it is I, you know i like scotch i mean i've only met a few scotches that i didn't like because they didn't like me first uh, they were too cheap. Um, the nice thing about Clan McGregor, though, it is it is a blended Scotch, right? And it is definitely not complex in any by any means. But for the price and for the you know and all that, it's it's it gets the job done, and I enjoy it. And I and it's a bit nostalgic for me too because I used to um, my grandparents would drink it a lot, and it was around all the time. So I you know kind of has those memories of my childhood. So not that I was drinking Scotch as a child. If I was, who cares? <laughs> right? Um, you know, you got to get started on the right foot. You got to get the right stuff under your belt. So I was standing there and I was like, do I want to get some Clan McGregor? Or do I want to look at something else? And I'm like, eh, I think I'll just get Clan McGregor. Well, guess what? The first time ever in the history of me visiting the same liquor store, like they probably know me by name by now uh, for as often as I go in there, but. Uh, for the first time ever that I've gone there, they were completely out. And they are never out. Like, they've always got that shelf stocked with Clan McGregor. There's never just, like, one or two left. There's always, like, two full rows of it. And I'm like, huh. That's weird, right? Who just, who came in here and just cleaned them out, cleaned house with, with their Clan McGregor? So I'm like, well, now I gotta almost go with somewhere else. I wasn't going with any other bottom shelf blended scotch at that point, because I already knew that was going to be a bad decision, right? I've, I've done that once in my life. It was like I, 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 I Inverhouse, Inverhouse, whatever the whatever the hell that is, that swill, right? It's on the same shelf next to the Clan McGregor, but Clan McGregor is to me just it agrees with me better. It, it it tastes better. It doesn't leave me with that just ugh, feeling the next day. Uh, but anywho, I'm like I'm not doing that. So then I start you know perusing the shelves and seeing you know. <clears throat> What's in my budget right now? What do I want to, what do I want to get? And then I happened upon this lovely thing, the Ardmore. I saw the price, and I go, dude, are you trying to 
are you trying to like fool me or something because it was under 40 bucks i'll put it that way and anybody that knows single malts knows that if you're gonna go single malts you're you're you a good single malt is not gonna run you any less than 50 45 50 on the low end you know what i mean that's about the average price point so 50 60 you know for for the decent stuff and if you, you want to go better and you want to go more you go up from there but anything below 40 is like bottom shelf and i'm sorry I, i've tried a few bottom shelf single malts and that's those are the ones where i'm like i don't care if it's 30 bucks or not no thanks you know what i mean like i'll i'll pass hard pass so when i saw the the ardmore right and it was like 35 i think under 40 even with tax and i said Man, you know, it wasn't bottom shelf. It was like mid-shelf. But I said, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. Let's see what happens. And I did. Saw what happens, and here we are now with a positive review. Yeah, 100%. That, that, is, that is going to be... Uh, and you know what else, too, guys? You know what the great thing is? Like, the more you uh, consume the single malt, like, as you go, like, the first taste, the first, or uh, the, uh, that first inhalation of the aroma, and then the first taste, right, is, is you, you get certain things. Now, I've been sitting here, I've been kind of talking and letting things kind of settle. I go back and I, and I inhale some more. And now that honey is coming out, man. That honey um, essence is speaking to me. Not so much peaty at all. Not really picking up on that peat. It's still there slightly on the, like I said, on the finish on the back end as I exhale. It's still there slightly, but man, this is this is one of those ones. I'll tell you what. This is one of those ones that is dangerous and scandalous. Okay. Because this will sneak up on you quick if you like your scotches. Anyway, I think I've gone on enough about the Ardmore. But you guys tell me. Do you like single malts? Do you like your scotches? What do you like? Let me know. Send me an email. Send me a voice message for, for crying out loud. For Pete's sake. By by Odin's beard. Okay? By Thor's hammer. Send me a voice message over here on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash Musings. And on the homepage, you'll see ways that you can support. You got this thing that sells, uh, send me a message. Go ahead, click on it. Send me a message. I don't care what it says. I don't care if it's, you know, Jesse, I think you, you know, you sound like an absolute ding dong and, and whatever. Like, hey, <laughs> I'll feature you on the podcast. Just don't go out crazy cussing or whatever, because I like to try to keep this content family friendly. But please send me a message. Let me know what you think, first of all, of the podcast. But secondly, did you like my review of uh, the Ardmore? Do you like the Ardmore? Are you a scotch drinker? What do you like to drink, right? Send me a voice message. Anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings. Costs you nothing because guess what? Anchor is free. Anchor.fm is free. You know, I've seen people, when I when I put these up, um, they click on the link and then they go, oh, darn, you know, I can't listen to the podcast because I don't have Spotify. I don't have that. I said, That's cool, man. Guess what? First of all, Spotify is absolutely free. You can download the app. You don't have to pay for a monthly subscription to have the cert unless you want, you know, zero ads. But Spotify is free and Anchor is free. You can listen to this podcast on eight 
nine different platforms, I think, right now. So don't let a little thing like a new link or whatever scare you if you see it out there floating around on the web, on the, on the, the webs, the interwebs, the, the, the internets, okay? It's free to click on a link. It's free to listen. I don't charge for anything on my podcast, guys and gals. I don't. Um, whatever anybody wants to do to donate to the channel monetarily through, you know, through PayPal or through, you know, by becoming a patron on Patreon or uh, sending me monetary, you know, monthly things through through the, through the platform here. However, that is all voluntary. I don't charge for any of this, right? And I'm and I'm, you know, spending time doing it. So the least you can do, right? At the very least, is you can at least send me a quick message. Follow me on whatever platforms you're listening and watching and stuff on. And then, boom, you can forget about it for a little while and just listen to me go on and on about things. So the first half of this podcast, first half-ish or so of this podcast was just about me uh, talking about scotch, really, which was fun. I, I'm i saying it's fun. You guys may think it's absolutely ridiculous and you're like, oh, when is he going to shut up? But – my podcast i'll talk about what i want to talk about and i will talk about what you want me to talk about if you let me know by sending me an email or sending me a voice message ask me questions hey jesse what do you think about this could you talk about that would love to be featured on your podcast da 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 you know very simple anchor.fm slash midgard musings want to hear from you want to make this a bit interesting okay so that was that for this segment of the uh, of the podcast. Uh, when we come back from break, uh, you're going to hear some uh, promotional stuff, as you always do on the podcast. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, Havamal thing that I uh, want to bring back because um, a lot of people seem to enjoy that on um, on on the YouTube channel, and uh, I don't want I don't want to neglect the interests of people who support what I do. Got to make it worthwhile. Got to make it work for me. All right, because I'm the one actually doing it. But uh, when I come back from break and when we all come back from here after a few words from these, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say a word from our sponsors like I get commercials and paid advertisement. Just check out what I'm about to talk about. And when we come back from all that, we'll get into the Hall of Mall thing. See where the rest of the podcast takes us. You never know on these random heathen ramblings, right? You just never know. All right, we will talk to you guys soon. Check out everything that I'm talking about in the commercial break. Stay safe, and we'll see you on the flippity flop. Hey, everybody. Did you know that Midgard Musings has apparel for both men and women and even children, children and infants? Not going to lie, it's pretty cool. Uh, Midgard Musings Apparel is available on Teespring. Teespring offers awesome quality uh, merchandise. I own one myself. I actually bought my own merchandise. You got t-shirts, you've got hoodies, um, you know, bathing suits, uh, and all other kinds of things too, not just apparel. Um, Cell phone cases, tote bags, masks, right, because of this whole pandemic thing. So, you go and search for Midgard Musings Teespring in your web browser, you will find a link to the Midgard Musings store. Pay attention now because the URL is a bit wacky. It is midgard-musings-store.myteespring.co. 
All right, but it's easier if you were to just go to Google and search for Midgard Musings Teespring Apparel. Um, take a look and see what you got. Like I said, we've got sweatshirts, t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, phone cases, tote bags, onesies for infants, coffee mugs, um, all kinds of neat stuff. So head on over to Teespring. Find your Midgard Musings Apparel over there. It does help support the channel monetarily. So take a look and see if there's anything over there that you like. We've got all kinds of sizes and colors for men, women, children, and even infants. So the holidays are coming up, and these make great gifts for your loved ones. So go ahead and check out Midgard Musings Apparel on Teespring and let us know what you think. Thanks. Is your heathen or pagan altar or sacred space missing that special something? Well, I have got the solution to a problem like that. Go check out odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Okay, that's odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Matthew Petrie over here does amazing carvings, hand-carved wooden god poles, pocket altars. He also does rune sets. Um, wonderful, wonderful work. I have... A few of his pieces that accentuate my heathen altar um, and he also will do uh, custom commissions he'll do rune sets around the full moon of every month really really awesome quality and it's a small business guys small heathen run business so what better way can you do for the community than by supporting local small businesses so again go check out odinsbeardwoodworking.com you can find him on facebook that's facebook.com slash ob woodworking so go ahead and check them out don't forget to tell matt that jesse sent you thanks for listening let's get back to the podcast Okay, okay, okay. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Hope you're all still doing well. Thank you for taking the time to make it through the last 30 minutes. <laughs> My, uh, you know, random heathen ramblings, right? That first half of the show, rambling on about scotch. Boy, oh boy. I hope you guys, I hope I don't lose any subscribers or, or supporters of the podcast because they're like, I don't, I didn't tune in to hear anything about scotch. Well, you kind of did when you signed up for this and you just didn't know it. But uh, thanks for listening to that. hope you guys have checked out everything that I offered. I talked to you guys about the Teespring thing and where to find it there. Uh, Odin's Beard Woodworking, my Patreon, everything that you've heard up to now. You know, please check it out. Hopefully uh, you have and you like what you find over on those places. So give me some feedback. Send me a message like I said before. Send me a voice message so I can hear who I'm talking to. That way I get a nice, you know, <clears throat> understanding of the of the audience. Um, so anyway, about this whole even Havamal, random Havamal discussion thing, right? I've talked about this before with regards to being so stuck in the books and being so stuck in the bindings. But I like the... the um, I think there's something to, to take away from it. I don't think it should be kept exclusively um, 
to to how somebody heathens you know obviously there's more to being a heathen than it is just reading books and Havamal being obviously part of a book the poetic era but because this is a heathen podcast and because we like to talk about various heathen rambling type things and various heathen related things whether it's a topic that I saw online or whether it's a video that I watched or a topic of discussion that I read somewhere on a on a on, a, on another platform right um, this is a heathen podcast so let's talk about some heathen things so we're going to do every episode we're going to uh, do a random Havamal selection and talk a little bit about it um, and see what you guys have to say. Maybe this is an opportunity for you when you're listening to um, respond back with a voice message, right? Hey, Jesse, heard your Havamal thing and here's here's my take on it. And guess what? I will feature that in another episode here on the podcast and we can kind of maybe have a follow-up to, to, to whatever it is that you said. Who knows? So anyway, um, this one that we're going to start with for this sort of uh, little tradition or whatever here is um, the Hovamal Stanza 75. Let me take a little sip of water because I can tell my mouth is getting a little bit parched. It's always important to stay hydrated. So Havamal stanza 75. Um, I'm going to take it from the Bellows translation um, and also reference a few things uh, or reference a few other versions from different translations. So we've got the Thorpe, Benjamin Thorpe translation, the Hollander translation, Chisholm, Auden Taylor. And it's the interesting thing too, <clears throat> the interesting thing about the, uh, the numbering of the stanzas in the Havamal, right, is that if you read a stanza in one uh, translation, right, so stanza, stanza 75 in the Bellows translation, what I'm about to read, is different in the Bray translation. The sequence and the order and the numbering of things is slightly off. So, bear that in mind as we go forward. So if you have a Havamal and you want to follow along, feel free to do so. I know a lot of folks nowadays, especially newer heathens getting into things, are really super excited and, and um, into the Jackson Crawford uh, version or translation of things. I myself also have not only his translation of the Poetic Edda, but I have the Wanderer's Hovamal. Um, so I recommend it. I suggest it. I think it's great. The, uh, the Old Norse to English um, study parts and, and translation and whatnot is, is really great uh, for, for those that are learning uh, not just the, the religious aspects of heathenry, but trying to get into the culture of it and learn the language and all that kind of stuff. But anywho, without further ado, here we go. This is going to be cited first from the Bellows translation of the Havamal. Havamal, stanza 75. A man knows not, if nothing he knows, that gold oft apes begets one man is wealthy and one is poor yet some for him none should know yet scorn for him none should know wow so yet scum or some i don't know what i was trying to say the last part of that sentence says yet scorn for him none should know so the full stanza again is a man knows not if nothing he knows that gold oft apes begets 
One man is wealthy and one is poor, yet scorn for him none should know. Um, if we want to look at the Auden and Taylor translation, it says, The half-wit does not know that gold makes apes of many men. One is rich, one is poor. There is no blame in that. The Hollander translation. Now, I like the Bellows and the Hollanders. Uh, the Bellows and the Hollander translation the best. I like the cadence. I like the, 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 how the poetry um, goes, right? Um, so anyway, the Hollander translation. He who knoweth nothing knoweth not either. How wealth may warp a man's wit. One hath wealth when wanteth another, though he bear no blame himself. See, and I just, I just, I like the cadence. I like how um, that goes, how it, how the, the, the poetry goes. So, um, what are we talking about here, right? We're, we're, we're using terms and we're using phrases and we're using a bit of language that may seem for most to be archaic. Um, talking about the things that like hath, knoweth, um, wanteth, like these are like older terms of, of, of modern English or older ways of saying modern things in modern English. Um, the Thorpe version, Benjamin Thorpe, my, my pocket Havamal, one of the first versions of the Havamal that I ever got as a gift from my wife. Um, I have the Thorpe version. I think it's the Thorpe version. Yeah. Um, that version says he only knows not who knows nothing that many a one apes another. One man is rich, another another poor. Let him not be thought blameworthy. So let's kind of break it down, right? These are the Havamal discussion things that I think are best fit for this sort of platform because it can take a little while to analyze a bit or whatever. The first thing that kind of is interesting, right, is in so many of these uh, various translations, the, the Thorpe translation, Bellows, um, Auden and Taylor, even the Chisholm version is is this reference to the term apes, ape or monkey. Um, now I don't know if that's an accurate translation from Old Norse or not. As a matter of fact, if we were to go to Dr. Jackson Crawford's version um, of the Wanderers Havamal, um, his version says the ignorant man does not know how little he knows. You become foolish by listening to fools. One man is rich, another man is poor, neither has the other to blame. So where we're finding this term apes or, or whatever, um, I don't think it's talking – well – it's it's interesting that that's the word used in the translation because, to my understanding, right, culturally speaking, the people of Northern Europe had no um, knowledge that I'm aware of of these specific species, right? So for them to re, uh, for them to um, you know uh, compare a foolish person with an ape or or whatever is um, is curious to me. But anywho, it's it's a stanza that that kind of rings true. Okay, because great wealth does not um, really decide one way or the other. There, there's you know one is rich, one is poor. Um, neither has the other to blame. So I'm not 
poor because somebody else is rich. That could be debated. Yeah, that could be debated. I, I, you know, I may not be able to enjoy certain things or as much of things because of the super, super rich. However, I am as, uh, I, you know, and this may be, you know, regionally from different parts of the world, but everybody is, is, is able to make as much money as they want by doing what they want to do. Um, but the, the thing about great wealth, I think that this stanza is particularly focusing on is that it often does make fools of men and that it quite often will turn the people into these just blithering apes or these blithering idiots. Um, so the stanza is a bit to me of a fair warning. Um, I think that in this particular instance, the, the stanza probably will present wealth a bit ambivalent, ambivalent, ambivalently, ambivalently. Say that three times fast, because people become foolish or, or tend to become foolish when they have more money, right? Like they think that they can spend more. They forget how to be on their guard against the, you know, various myriad of dangers. Look at how look at how many people get. Um, you know their identity is stolen. Who acquired or, or, or become uh, successful or wealthy? You know that 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 becomes a it's like a target on your back. Um, not that there's anything wrong with accru- accruing wealth. You got to watch it. You know, be careful. Stop relying on the on on that so much. Um, and instead, remember to uh, rely on the qualities of survival things that require your survival you know and there's also you know like when we talk about heathen worldviews and things we, we talk a bit about luck um so there is the matter of luck when it comes to this wealth doesn't always come to those who you think deserve it right there's this um inheritance factor there there's people that get things not through really any greatness of their own doing or through any hard work of themselves they've just inherited it right they they got a, a mass fortune waiting for them when somebody dies in the family so you may look at that and say well that's not you know that's not fair you know well that's luck luck is neither good nor bad luck just is when it comes to a heathen worldview of things so luck may um favor the, the those um to 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 provide them with that in, that inheritance of wealth, you know. Now, one thing as the poem suggests is, you know, if if you are not one of the rich and your enemy is, not those that are wealthy, but uh, there's there's there there may be some aspects of that too. You know, maybe luck has has abandoned or or deserted one or the other. Um, it has a lot to do, I think, with uh, understanding of of. Uh, the, the an archheathen worldview of, of luck, you know, um, luck can literally run out um, if you do not feed the well. If you don't do things to perpetuate that luck, because hey, your ancestors may have done certain things to make sure that you and yours, as as their descendants, were well taken care of and well provided for, you know. But you can't expect that their luck that they left and that you inherited is going to continue forth to your descendants unless you feed the well and unless you do things to make sure of that luck. So what do we have here? 
what do we have from this stanza stanza 75 you know words of caution right don't become so uh void of of perception and and keeping your guard down because of your because of your wealth because of the accumulated wealth that you may have obtained you know so let me know what you guys think read the stanza yourself that stanza 75 of the Havamal and reply to me in a voice message on on what you thought i would love to hear your thoughts would love to hear what you have to say and uh We'll do more of these. We'll do these on the podcasts in between other random heathen ramblings. Um, Hopefully you guys have all checked out my YouTube channel by now. The last and most recent video that uh, that I put out this past week. Um, Today is Monday and this today's Tuesday. Oh, it's one of those weeks. You know what, though? I'm glad that I thought it was Monday and not that I thought it was Friday or something like that. Because I'm like, well, today's the Monday. Wait a minute. No, it's not. I put that video out yesterday. The video re- was recorded on Sunday and was um, released and premiered on Monday. Today is Tuesday. And that was the video on um, punishment, concept of punishment, and, and how that translates um uh, into you know heathenry uh the the heathen view of punishment and and where we see that is there you know anything that relates to or translates over to to heathenry as as most people's modern day uh perception of punishment or even in other religious circles you know what where punishment falls um, in comparison um out of that video came a pretty interesting comment or question which is going to be the subject and topic of the next video. So it's going to be kind of feeding off of this previous one. Um, so that's going to be a fun sort of uh, you know follow-up to the last uh, to the last video. So hopefully you've all checked it out. Um, if you liked it, please make sure that you interact on the videos. You know, for those that are, you know, there's got to be people that are listening that are also watching these videos. Hopefully you guys are. You know, watching the videos, commenting, liking the videos, sharing them around. You know, almost everybody is on social media nowadays. If you liked it, if you thought it was worth checking out and you found some value into it, it doesn't hurt to just to share it around and let people know, you know. You know, you know, you know. But enough of that. Enough about that. You, you get the gist. You get the picture. Um picture is perfect picture perfect it's like peter griffin says the bird is the word although the bird is not the word here on this podcast although it can be and that makes absolutely no sense uh but that's why it's random heathen ramblings because it's random and it's ramblings and i'm a heathen and there you go so it's a little bit of a break from the scholarly academic uh stuff that you get um from the youtube channel i try to make it entertaining but i try to educate and i try to share what i've learned i love to be educated and i love to learn things actually speaking of i um you know i see a lot of stuff on on facebook mainly 
Facebook mostly, Facebook mainly. I, I do stuff on Twitter. I share stuff on Twitter. But, man, I don't quite get that platform so much, you know. I've never really, you know, the retweets, the, the fleets, they call them now. Like, I don't even know what that is. You can fleet something. The last I knew, fleeting was uh, the exchanging of insults. But maybe that's flighting. Maybe people are calling it flighting or it's pronounced flighting. Maybe I've been saying it wrong my whole time. You know, kind of how the uh, in Locusena in the in the Havama, or the poetic edda, there's that poem Locusena where Loki uh, exchanges insults, and that is a uh, form of fleeting or flighting. So I think there's mention of it in the new Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I have yet to play because I'm so far behind on so many things. I don't have a, an Xbox One or a PS4 or whatever the heck number we're up to right now. I know there's a PS5 that's recently been released and nobody can find one. People are literally fighting over this whenever they see one because it's so elusive, exclusive, reclusive. I don't know. But anyway, what I was, what I was, <laughs> where I was going with this, before I just went off into this rabbit hole of whatever that was, um, was where I saw this post on Facebook and this thing about um, Loki. Now I'm not the type of heathen uh, in my heathen practices that really gets into the to the uh, Loki thing. Um, some people are. Some people are very, very uh, hardcore. Lokian. Um, and if that's you, and that's what you like, and that's what you do, then cool. Don't let don't let me or anybody else deter you or stop you. However, um, I've been of the opinion about Loki for a while now since my um, heathen path started off. I was a little bit apprehensive, and that may have been just because of some of the you know the baggage that I carried along with me from my Christian path but as I learned more and as I became you know, as I developed my own heathen worldview um, I understood his his role in the lore and the mythology but the more I became focused on things coming to uh, or trying to understand things from a more historic side of things um, I, I, I didn't quite see where venerating Loki fit into my heathen practices however after reading something recently on Facebook about him, um, I don't know. It was it was a sparking. It sparked some thought in my mind, which I love. I love to have the mind fires lit, and I love to have sometimes people uh, inadvertently, whether they know it or not, sort of as it were, throw a match into a pile of hay that is dry in a barn that is in the middle of a cornfield in autumn and it hasn't rained in six weeks. So that little match, that little thought, that little boop, here you go, boop. All of a sudden just rages into this uncontrollable inferno and then ah, you can't help but notice it. So this is kind of one of those things. It was a observation um, on this Facebook page regarding uh, a conversation or, or, or uh, a, 
comment or something maybe between two people um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a social media group. I'm thinking it's a Facebook group. It could be something else. They All they said was in a group claiming that Loki was a, quote, late Christian addition to the Norse myths, which is quite honestly the general consensus that I came to, right? Ah, the Loki thing, you know, he's, you know, yeah, he's a you know, mischief and he's the necessary evil, blah, blah, blah. But his, his role in the mythology or whatever, like he was, he was, it was only amplified or um, built up because of the Christian influences, trying to insert something in ancient Germanic religious views and, and practices that resembled or replicated the, the devil or Satan uh, thing from Christianity, trying to help, you know, insert that stuff to, to, get, to get the pagans to become Christian. So anywho, the point that was brought out um, uh, uh, on this post is that that is kind of an ignorant statement because Loki is mentioned actually a number of times in skaldic poetry. Um, there's a skaldic poem called, uh, and I actually went and researched this, there's a, a skaldic poem called Hostlung um, by Fjordolf, who was a Norwegian uh not sure what his ex- exact Norwegian poet um kind of around the ninth century so you know we're talking around the 800s or so which was again roughly two centuries away from from Christian influences so we have skaldic poetry that exists two centuries prior to Christian Scandinavia uh, Christian influences Scandinavia where Loki is mentioned uh, and the one thing to bear in mind, right, is that skaldic poetry represents our best, some of our best literary sources to actual pre-Christian mythology. Okay. Um, so, but so in that poem, in that in that Hauslung, Hauslung, Lung, Hauslung, my Norwegian is, is probably horrible. So for all of my Norwegian listeners, you're, you can scold me. Hauslung. Uh, Loki plays a central role that is reminiscent of how he keeps playing that uh, central role in Eddic poetry. You know, kind of the one that's always causing conflicts, which drives the drama. And for those that don't know, um, the Hauslung, Hauslung uh, poem, that Skaldic poem, is is recreated or retold in um, Snorri Sturluson's uh, 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 Skaldskrippemal, I believe it is. And basically, it is the telling of Idun being captured and, and taken away, and his role and every and Loki's role and everything. It's a pretty popular myth, um, story of the myth. Um, but anywho, the interesting thing is that yes, that that poem, that story existed well before the Christians influenced Scandinavia. So the addition, right? Whether Snorri was a uh, an Icelandic scholar turned monk who added these things. He's still taking stuff from the pre-Christian times and, and documenting it all down. So really how, really and truly how much influence could have possibly been inserted at that time, you know? I mean, let's look at it. Um, in the Eddic poet, poetry, right, when we know... Which we, you know, from from what we do know, is is older myths, 
things from ancient times that were recorded at that time. Even if they had possibly been composed in their you know, present form as we see them now in Norway during the 10th century when the population of that time was you know, roughly half Christian and half pagan, you can hardly find a myth about Thor that doesn't include Loki. Right. And Thor, we know for sure, had a strong presence in pre-Christian times. There's places that have his name uh, added to them. He's been there. there there's enough archaeological evidence and, and things that support a strong veneration, a strong worship of Thor in that region. So those myths that came before that time included Loki. Um, he was kind of like Thor's sidekick, if you will, uh, in many of those in many of those poems. Um, so anyway, it's an interesting thing to think about. It's an interesting concept to dwell on, um, and I've been dwelling on it. Am I now going to you know insert or introduce? Loki in any of my pagan practices or rituals? Probably not. However, that's my pagan thing. That's how I heathen. How you heathen is up to you. Don't necessarily think that just because you've known something for years as quote-unquote fact or that it's your personal view, don't let that deter you from learning new things. Don't let it sway you or influence you from doing things that you know work for you, right? Because again, if you know that the you know exclusion of loki in your pagan practices is what works for you no reason to change it right if it ain't broke don't fix it but if you're entertaining the thought if you're thinking about things and you're looking for maybe some you know i don't want to say reason but if you're looking for some idea um, on where to go and what to look for this may be one place for you to start. Don't limit yourself. Always, always, always be open to thinking about things that move you in a forward direction. You know, I didn't know about this specifically. I didn't know this poem existed from, you know, the 800s, two centuries before the Christian. I didn't know that that's where this all came from. Um, I didn't necessarily have the the information or whatever to look, but then I saw that and I thought, well, that's cool. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to find more information about it. And I did. And guess what? I learned something. And that's what I encourage everyone that's listening to do. Don't be afraid to learn. Don't be afraid to discover things. Find new ways to heathen. Them. See where it fits in your pagan practice. See where it fits in your individual cultic practices. You know? So that's going to wrap up. Wrap, wrap up. That's going to wrap up uh, today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Don't forget to visit the Linktree link that's posted in the description area of these podcasts wherever you're listening um, for information on where to follow me on social media it's going to be on facebook twitter instagram and youtube 
sure to follow and subscribe to all of those things wherever you see them. Check out my Teespring uh, merchandise store. Uh, if you do want to become a patron on Patreon, you can join for as little as a dollar a month. Any little, any little bit helps. But in the meantime, keep listening, keep sharing. Send me those voice messages. I'm going to keep saying and I want to hear from you guys. Thank you all so much for listening today. Hail, and may your hearth fires burn bright. <laughs>